Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Be The Flame. I am your host, Amy Barilla. Happy 2022. And I'm sitting here today sharing this space with all of you. My beautiful, talented director, producer, Randy Stearns, is going to be joining me on each episode moving forward. And she's going to be like my partner in crime and my cohort, which I'm really excited for. And I super appreciate her saying yes to this. So Randy, thank you for that. Well, thank you for asking me. I think yeah. it'll be, it was fun. The last episode we did was really fun and yeah, was really special. So yeah, I'm happy to continue, continue the journey yes, together. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in season two, our very last episode was an AMA or ask me anything episode. And I'm really proud of that. The work that we did. You did great. That. You didn't you had no idea what I was gonna ask no, you. No, you put me in the hot seat and I loved every question that you presented. And it really got me fired up and thinking in my brain because a lot of what you presented, actually all of what you presented, was based on stuff that, you know, people may not know or be familiar with, not only in the realm of spirituality, but in the work that I'm doing day to day and the conversations that we've had so often over the years. And so I, you know, I thought to myself, God, that went so well and it was so magical. Why don't we keep that going? And so each time we gather and we talk about a certain topic, you know, I want to, I want you to weigh in on it too. I'll do my best. I want you to weigh in on it. And so as all of you listening may remember, uh, when we open up the space and we join together on this podcast each time, I like to ground us collectively. So what I would like to ask each of you to do is close your eyes for a few moments and just kind of ground and center yourself. Have both of your feet planted firmly on the ground and kind of just sweep out the clutter of the day. There's a lot of chaos and static energetically that's swirling around us. And what I'd like to ask each of you to do is take a nice deep breath and draw in through the nose for a count of three. Hold it for a count of three. And when you're ready, push it on out, blow it out through the mouth for a count of three. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. And now our sacred space has been collectively activated. So when I was going over topics that I wanted to share with all you guys as we move forward, one of the things that I knew right away that I wanted to talk about was the concept of past lives. And I could talk about past lives all day long. It's one of those things I don't really get to share a lot of it because I work with so many kids and families. But when I have chances with colleagues and, of course, with you, Randy, and we've talked about past lives so much over the years. fascinating subject. Isn't it? And to the conscious mind, for most people, it's hard to wrap our heads around the fact that this may not be our first go at the rodeo, right? But when we have moments of deja vu or we feel so connected to a certain point in time or in history or some place in the world or a certain style of dressing or a certain type of music, you know, there's there's an opportunity and a chance to dive deeper into that and say, well, what does that really mean? Why am I having these constant feelings of, you know, maybe I've lived somewhere else or maybe I've had another lifetime that I'd like to explore? And I don't know about you, Randy, but 
you know, about 10, 12 years ago is when I had my first experience of doing a past life regression or a meditation, if you will, where you're taken into that holding space where you can visualize things and those experiences come to you. Have you ever done that? Yes. Yeah. Isn't that powerful? Very powerful. And yeah. But some, a little, some can be a little off-putting at times when you find out who maybe somebody very important to you was in a past life. Yeah. My husband was uh, supposedly my brother mm-hmm. in my last life. And yeah. I was- That's a little like, weird. It was super weird. Super weird. For a couple weeks. Absolutely. And then I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. That's not who we are now. Yeah. Yeah. And my son would like his dad and I to be siblings in our next life, which I thought was- I was like, okay. Yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> and you know, when you have your child say something like that to you as his parent- If that doesn't demonstrate the old soul that he is and the empath that he is, I don't know what else does. That is so wild and so crazy to me. And even though I believe in it, it's still hard to wrap my head around Mm -hmm. it sometimes. But, you know, I, I think it's good that we're talking about this because so many people may be feeling this way but don't know where to turn to reach out for not support, but yeah, support on that, or if it's something that they want to explore. But it's important that you find somebody that is well-versed in the concept of past lives absolutely, and can take you on that journey because it's very sacred and it's very deep. And what you might be exposed to could be a little bit painful and sometimes traumatic and beautiful at the same time. So it's a combination of things. You know, I'm going to give you an example, and then I want you to share what your past life experiences have been. You know, we we can have multiple past lives. You know, some people can go back and say they've had dozens and dozens of past lives. I can only remember a couple past lives. I can't go back that far. I know I lived at turn of the century, okay, in that Victorian era, if you will. I can I can see the clothing that I wore. I can see the status that I held in society. I can see walking down the street and going to the mercantile and doing those types of everyday things. Um, I can go further back than that. And I know you and I have had this conversation where we were in Egypt. You know, we've had, you know, flashes of Egyptian life, which is so cool. Imagine, you know, being there at a time where King Tut or Cleopatra, and and they were roaming the earth. How wild is that? Amazing. It is amazing. Um, And, uh, you know, when I learned of those things, it made a lot of sense to me why I was always so attached to history at that point in time. You know, I just kept going back to it and back to it and back to it. And then when I did that past life regression work, then it all made sense. And some people can even trace their lives back to Atlantis and Lemuria. You know, have you ever done that? No, I haven't. You haven't done that? Not really. Yeah. But if if you look at those two civilizations, Atlantis mm-hmm. and Lemuria, which one do you gravitate towards more? Lemuria. Yeah. What about you? Atlantis. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. See, see that's so cool. And, you know, those civilizations were thriving and existing so peacefully mm-hmm. and using crystals and um, telepathic thinking, you know, like they didn't exchange a lot of things verbally. They used their thoughts to communicate and heal one another. 
Um, medicine was laying on crystal beds and using crystals to heal and using hands-on healing to heal. And then those civilizations died off because of greed. You know, other things came in and pushed them out and they disappeared and went into extinction. But we can learn a lot from our ancestors of Atlantis and Lemuria too. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, and there's several others. I don't remember the names of them. The Pleiadians. Yes, there's and the Arcturians other, and others who and I and supposedly I was one of those. It starts with an S. I can't remember the name. I'm so mm. sorry. I thought like I would be Lemuria or Atlantis, and I do relate more to Lemuria. I think, but yeah, I don't remember what it was. That's wild. Yeah. Um, taking classes with Sage Goddess. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the things that they talked about. And you took like, you know, a test and based on your answers, you were one or the other. It was interesting oh, anyway. That's cool. It was cool. Yeah. And when you did that, did it like shift things for you? Because I know for me, once I had those um, regression experiences and I was able to visualize and see everything it changed things for me. I think it explains sort of on a soul level who we are. So in that way, yes, mm -hmm. I think it was like, oh, yes, that makes sense. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Who we are, why we do the things we do, why we behave the way we do, mm -hmm. why we have these thoughts, triggers, feelings. True story. You know, back in the days, like at the turn of the century and in the early 1900s, when only men were allowed in medical school and when they were in med school and they would be watching one of their physician instructors like perform a surgery, anything along those lines, those men would be up in the rafter standing and observing. And I was a medical experiment, right? Oh, that's crazy. I know. It is crazy. <laughs> and when I tell the story, people are like, yeah, okay. But it, it, yeah, this is my experience. So it's real for me. And I can remember being wheeled out on a table, on a gurney, and all these men were standing up in the rafters. And were and they, you a woman? I was a woman. Okay. And I was having surgery, but I was awake for it. Okay. But yeah. were you, did they give you some kind of something so that you didn't feel it? Well, I didn't feel anything, okay. but I was aware that I was having the yeah, surgery. Yeah, still weird. <laughs> yeah, it's still pretty fucking weird. And um, so... When that was all over, I remember them, you know, like coming down and like standing around me and, you know, observing and all that. But moving forward in time, I think a lot of the uh, triggers that I've had having my own medical issues caused that past life to come into frame and just, you know. I was just thinking that for you. Oh, yeah. When, when I had my port put in two years ago... And they wheeled me in and they explained what they were going to do, but they covered my head and face because they needed me to stay still and they needed me to turn my head to the left. I'm like, no, I, I'm not going to do that. So I started pulling the covers down. They could have just put up a little, like yeah. they do for when you have a C-section. That's what it was like, but it covered from here, yeah, your did, neck down. I just feel like they didn't need to do that. They could have just put a little curtain yeah, no, in they, front of you. They told me to look to the left. So I had a panic attack and I'm admitting it, right? And I started freaking the fuck out. That sounds terrible. And I'm like, why, why? No, I can't. And finally I looked at the nurse and he's like, just look at me and breathe. I'm going to be here with you the whole time. I'm like, my past life is being triggered. 
and I was screaming and swearing. And I remember the nurse saying, give her another shot of twilight. And the next thing I woke up and it was over. But what was happening is I was remembering all of that. Yeah. That was so dramatic, right? Yeah. That was so traumatic. I know in one of my lifetimes I was hung, which so many of us were for the work we were doing because we were labeled as witches. And in those days, like in Salem and stuff like that, they found that out and, you know, you were as good as gone. You got hung for plenty of things besides exactly being called a witch as yeah, well. So. Yeah. so, you know, that's why I used to wear scarves and it was 70 degrees outside. You I did. Was, I you used to wear scarves all the that's time. That's right. You can attest to that. And you're like, it's like summer. The fuck are you wearing a scarf around your neck for? <laughs> but I was covering the ligature marks. I just didn't want that exposed because it brought up all those memories. Of, and are those you know, your two past life regressions, the medical experiment and... Medical experiment. And being hung. Being hung. Um, and Vic Victorian, that's Victorian three. area. Is that three? Egypt. Oh, yeah. Egypt. So four. Yeah. And Atlantis. Right. So that's even five. So yeah. Three. Yeah. But I know there are more. I think so. I know there are so more well, for us. And one of my past life regressions that I did with Daniel Garcia. Yes. You, she told me you and I w had been friends mm -hmm. and your father was an herbalist and he would do all these um, healing potions for people and he would teach mm. us how to do them. And so we were very good. And your dad was like a father to me too. Yeah. So, I mean, even, even if it wasn't true, that feels really good to me, and mm -hmm. I like that, and I yeah. I love that anyway. Yeah. That's so, so great. Yeah, I mean, I'm a skeptical person, and at the same time, even though I have these experiences, I'm always like, well, maybe it's not real, and if it's not, I don't care because I like this yeah. anyway. But um, that feels really right to me. Yeah, and I've had some other experiences like that. So yeah, yeah, it's not wild. Very wild. Yeah. And Randy, referring to Danielle Garcia, she's a really good friend of ours, and she's an amazing healer and very, very gifted psychic here in Las Vegas. And Danielle was actually a guest on season one. And, you know, if you want to check her out, you can go back to season one of this podcast, Be the Flame, and you can hear our our dialogue and, and my interview with Danielle, which was really great. It was. And she's amazing. She is. I mean... The stuff that girl knows, I don't know. Yeah, and she, pa getting you into your past life, she is so good at that. Yeah, she is. Taking you on that journey. And I remember years ago when she would have her monthly, she would, you know, gather us up and open her home up to us and she would do different topics and things. That was my first exposure and experience to past life regression was with her. Interesting. You know, just laying on the floor in her living room and, you know, taking that journey. Same with Akashic Records, too. I learned about the Akash Akashic Records for the very first time through her, which was a great journey experience. So, you know, for those of you listening today and past lives is something that interests you, prompts you to do more research and and learn more about who we were and why we do the things we do now. I mean, it's not only about Lemuria, Atlantean civilizations and, you know, me living at turn of the century, but, you know, how we behave now, those things. Do you think that there's people that you, have you had experiences where you've met people and you're like, I oh, yeah. know, 
I know I knew this person. I yeah. know we're yeah. connected on some deeper level. On some deeper level. So we actually took we took a ride together in some previous lifetime in existence, right? But I know on the AMA episode from last season, one of the things we talked about with past lives is that, you know, we don't we don't always have an amicable relationship with all the people, soul contracts, okay? Somewhat similar, but different at the same time. It's related. It's related, okay? It has a common thread going between the two. We're not always going to be friends. Not always going to be siblings or spouses or familial relations. We could be, you know, fucking enemies, you know? I've had that happen too. It's very hard for me to wrap my head around someone who's an enemy and that this person has volunteered on some level to teach me some lesson I need to learn. So Mm -hmm. they're going to be my enemy in this life. That's just very crazy. Or the way that I've heard it is they love you so much that they volunteer to be that type, that person in your life, Mm -hmm. in this life. The adversary, right? Yeah. That's just real. Because it's hard to like them. Yes. And we've all had people in our lives where they just rub you the wrong way so much that you want to kick them in the chin. Right? I mean, we've all had that. Let's be real. That's why we're doing this series is to be real and talk about the things that trigger us and, you know, okay, all right. Not everybody has that response about kicking him in the chin. Okay. But you know where I'm going with this. Well, proverbial kick in the chin. Right? Sure. We'll go with that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But nonetheless, we're not always going to be in a loving type or platonic relationship. There are going to be situations where we rotate in and out of each lifetime and have those adversarial relationships and connections. And we're not always a, a like, I'm not always a woman. Oh God, I hope I come back a man. Yeah. So, <laughs> so another past life regression is that Lael and I, who is my best friend, she and I were twin sisters during Celtic times. Yeah. And then later during Michelangelo's time, we were priests and which is pretty weird for me because we're both Jewish, but <laughs> we were priests and she worked on the Sistine Chapel. Oh. I know. Really interesting. That's wild. I know. Yeah. So um because a lot of people were helping with that. Yeah. Men. Yeah. Maybe some women, but mostly men. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. Look, I have told you this for years now. You know, I've already put in my request slip for my next lifetime. I want to come back a Jewish man, right? And you're Jewish, so I know you find that funny. I do find that funny. Look, it's hard being a goddess, okay? It's it's wonderful, but it's hard work, right? We have a lot on our plate, and we have a lot that gets saddled on our shoulders being a woman, being a goddess, I'm ready to come back and try it another way. Mm -hmm. Do you think you've been a man before? I do believe I've been a man before. And, you know, sometimes I catch myself like the way I'm sitting. I'm like, that's like how a dude would sit. You know, what's going on here? (laughs) What's going on? Have you ever been someplace where you felt like I have been here? I know I've been here before, even though you had never been there before. I mean, in this life, you've never been there before. Oh, sure. like, yeah. Where? Uh, well, places in Italy, 
you know. Me too. Right? In Italy. Um, yeah. I was thinking that. My last 48 hours touring through Italy was in Venice. And we stepped off that water ferry or water taxi and I'm like, oh, I'm home. Mm-hmm. Right? All and you're I- Italian in this life too. And I'm Italian in this lifetime. So, you know, I'm like, all I need is a cape and a mask and I just want to wander through these narrow streets and, you know, pretend I'm like in Phantom of the Opera. So on the subject of past lives and Italy, this is really interesting and connects to you. When I was a junior in college, I went to Italy on a fresco workshop. And if you don't know what fresco is, it's painting in wet, true fresco is painting in wet plaster. And I was in a dungeon in a castle painting and it was the most beautiful setting. It was a little town outside of Rome. Um, and it was a castle town. And it was just a magical place. And I felt like I had been there before. And I had so much deja vu when I was there. And after being there for a couple weeks, Jen Reeves, who we've mentioned before, walks through the castle doors. I had not seen her in two years because we'd both been away at college. We hadn't been in great touch over that time, just busy with our own college fun lives. And her boyfriend at the time, his family owned the castle that I was studying at. And she went to college in New York and I went to college in Cincinnati, Ohio. So yeah, that was crazy. And you have a connection to Jen Reeves too. So even though we didn't meet till I lived here in Vegas, so just very strange synchronicities. And I just had to mention that because she comes up for you and I, and she's a very magical, special person in her own right. So anyway, yeah, I had the, that connection to Italy as well. I yeah. do feel that way. But I feel that way with people too. Absolutely. Um, I was just having this conversation last night, and I said, there's something really powerful when you come home to someone, mm-hmm. right? Like you're in their presence, and everything is safe, and you feel... I don't know, like all is right in the world in their presence and in their energy and you've come home to them. That's another indicator that, you know, you've traveled with this person at some other point in our existence. So there's something to be said for that as well. If you have that person or those persons in your life where you literally feel that you come home to them, keep them, hold them close. Because there's a real strong message in that for all of us. Yeah. I like that. That gives me chills. Me too. For reals. Yeah. So, you know, we talk about past lives. We understand that that comes through a process of taking that regression and that journey. But, you know, I've worked with kids for all these years now, and I've had kids over the course of time where they are very, very explicit about their past lives. And I just am forever fascinated by those stories. I had one boy, Andrew, and the first time I met him, he's like, yeah, I was a fighter pilot in World War II. Like, very matter of fact, there was no blip in that conversation. And his mom didn't know what to do. How old is he when he said that? Uh, Seven. Mm -hmm. Seven maybe eight at the most. But yeah, I mean, when we see that in our children, we have to stop and really start listening that there is something much greater out there than we can humanly comprehend. Well, and I feel like their children are closer they are. to whatever comes before this life. Yeah. They're closer to home. Yeah. As I've said before, they're closer to home. Their lenses aren't as tainted or skewed 
by being exposed to all of this in this dimension. So they are still very much connected to the, the memory and the powers of being home. Oh, that's so wild to me. I think about that all the time, you know, not just with kids, but just, you know, with ourselves and how we move about and what we can learn from that. So what do you think you can learn from that? What do you think you've learned from being exposed to your past lives? What does it say? Well, I think it explains my interest in healing yes. and in essential oils and herbs and mm -hmm. all of that because in a past life I was an herbal healer, mm -hmm. not just where we were learning with whoever your father was back then. Right. Who may have been your father in this life too. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, very possibly. And I just feel like I learned that that is just ingrained in me. Yeah. And the intuitiveness that I have, that is ingrained in me. Mm -hmm. And I think some of my creative, how creative I am. Yeah. Yeah. I would wholeheartedly agree with you on that. And I would say on my side of the coin, I can see where all in this lifetime, where all those reproductive health issues showed up oh, interesting. were a direct reflection of what happened to me in another lifetime. Yeah. So I think a lot of that was pulled forward into a vortex of manifestation. And I think that it often happens. Yeah. And here I am. Yeah. I do believe that. Because that the, the work that was being done on me on those surgeries was reproductive in nature. So I think that a lot of that just got, you know, pushed through that vortex. And, and some of the trauma that's been experienced, I think there's a connection to that too. Um, but yeah, you can learn to really, you, you know, the, the asphyxiation stuff, I don't, I don't wear the scarves like that anymore. You know, I'll wear them in the appropriate season, <laughs> but I won't wear them when it's warm anymore. So I've kind of rotated out of that. I don't, I don't cover this up like I used to anymore. I feel like in some ways it helps you to accept who you are now, yes. knowing who you were before. Right. And you know, another thing I want to bring up is, isn't that another part of our shadow work? Absolutely. Right? I just realized that. Yeah, there's parts of ourselves we don't like or, you know, if you're quick to become angry or you feel jealousy or mm -hmm. you feel threatened or you feel fear yeah. or um, you're just having a hard time. Yeah. It can be related to something that came before and right. it's this familiar feeling. You go right back into it. Yes. I mean, I think that's human as well. It's just yes. part of the human experience. Right. But yeah, I do. I think it can be absolutely attached to shadow work and to our past lives. Yeah, the duality of who we are and how do we integrate it. Can you explain this? shadow to people, sure. shadow self to sure. people? Sure. So, understand? so, you know, we come in and we have two sides to ourselves, right? We have dark and light. They exist. It exists in the world. It exists within us. There are those light parts of ourselves that we have no problem sharing with anybody, right? We want people to only see that side. Yet we have duality, which means we have a darker side or a shadow side. Those are the parts of ourselves that we really don't want the world at large to be exposed to because it's it's painful, it's shameful, it's traumatic, it's embarrassing. Not very pretty. It's not pretty. Although I also think sometimes that's our fierce side, our protector. It is side, you know, we, I think it's a, it's a double-sided coin. It can be good and it can be bad. 
And I think as we get older, if we really lean in and do the work properly, we can learn to actively look at our shadow side and have a little bit more leniency and a little bit more forgiveness Mm -hmm. for those parts of ourselves so that we can say, hey, it's okay. Well, and it's here, but I don't necessarily have to indulge in it the same way that I was that causes me to feel bad about myself. Right. But that takes a long time for a lot of us to get to. Oh, yeah. I'm still fucking working on that shit. Me too. You know, and I got to tell you, sometimes I'm like, seriously, I'm still working on the same stuff. Me too. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, haven't I learned to put the damn bags down and just keep on walking and leave that behind? Because it's not mine to carry. Or is it? You know, and then that brings up a whole nother subject, perhaps. That's what I'm supposed to be doing, you know? So, I mean, we could go on and on and go off in different tangents just talking about past lives. I mean, if you think about it, in the time we've been sitting here, we had a specific topic that we wanted to talk about, but we've had a couple offshoots show up along the way as well. So if someone wanted to explore past lives for themselves, what do you suggest that they do? I would suggest that wherever they are in the world, that they connect to someone who's really versed in taking you on that journey whether it's, you know, a Reiki master that's also been trained to do past life regression. And there are, um, you know, and that's different than hypnosis. Oh, yeah. You know, I want to make that clear. You know, hypnotherapists don't necessarily engage in past life regression. Yet I know some therapists who are also really talented healers, and they can integrate both into their practice. So that is also a possibility. You're aware, but when it's happening, but I definitely recommend recording what's happening so that you don't miss anything. Right. You don't have to right. wait what happened or right. I don't remember. Right. And immediately, like after we were done and the experiences that I've had doing regression work, you know, it was written down. Like I, I immediately came back into my body and came into current time and space. And then I went right to the notebook and wrote it out because over time, like dreaming, you remember your dreams so vividly when you wake up and then you're up for a couple hours and it fades away. That's why they recommend doing a dream journal um, and keeping that bedside so that you can capture those words. So I have a question. Do you know how we can go above our timeline, our current timeline, and we can look down and see what's happened, what's going to happen. Yes. Some people might not be familiar with this. I right. don't recommend just doing it. You right. want someone to teach you how to do right. this. However, can you do that with past lives? I think it's a little bit different. You floating do. above the timeline is a little bit different. You know, floating above the timeline is a little bit of astral projection. And it's, I, I look at floating above a timeline as going above the higher self with a little bit of astral projection instead of like regression work, you know, because that takes you into a relaxed state and gets you into that space where you can open up your mind to seeing who you possibly were at another point in existence. Floating above the timeline is just like, okay, I'm going to go above. I'm going to check this shit out. And then I'm (laughs) going to come back down and I'm going to keep on doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So yeah, they are different. Yeah. I thought about that when you said you were going to talk about past lives. I had wondered about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's and and look, I know I've said this before on more than one occasion, but anything that we talk about in any episode of this series is from my perspective or my belief yeah. or my point of truth. 
it may not jive with people. It may not, you know, they may have a different take on it or a different stance on it. Um, they might have religious views on it and it might just, you know, not rub them the right way. I'm so okay with that. That's the beauty of duality. Okay, we circle back to that word again. And that's the the beauty of free will and free agency. We can, we don't all have to think alike. Gosh, life would be so damn boring if we all thought the same. What's the point of being here? True. Right? Our work is done. And it just brings me closer to coming back as a Jewish man. And I want to be a hairstylist too. <laughs> Jewish male hairstylist. Yeah, I do. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. I know. So let's go back to the concept of past lives so that we can kind of recap it for our audience. Past lives is, is you know, kind of doing the homework to see who you might have been at another point in history or existence, which can kind of give us a gauge or an inside indicator as to why we do the things we do and why we operate the way we operate today, all right? And we can do that through past life regression by finding someone who's very trained and qualified in that realm and arena to take you on that journey. It can be done on an individual basis. I've done it both individually and in a group setting, and it was wonderful. Actually, you know what? I liked the group environment much better. Yeah. Cool. I liked the energy of being with others, and, you know, that's, you know, I don't like being around a lot of people. So, you know, <laughs> to say that is something, you know, but to be in a group of like-minded people, that was good for me at that point in time. Yeah. So find someone who's trained, who can help you. I think it's a great learning experience. I think it's something that can open up our mind and open and tap us into spidey senses that we didn't know we had or we wanted to explore. Those are our intuitive gifts. And it's a great way to connect with other people and have those dialogues and sacred conversations. Because sometimes we really want to have those talks with someone else, but we think that we're going to be, you know, labeled crazy or, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you the know. stuff is out there. The stuff is out not there. Not amongst our circle. No, it's not out there to you and I. No, but yeah. it. But I think to a lot of people it is. To my mother, it's crazy. I think it a little bit to my parents too. Yeah, and I know a lot of that is generational. So I accept that, especially for, you know, me and my family. That's generational. It's, it's a thing that is just not well embraced. And I'm okay with that, you know, so yeah. But I love talking about past lives. I really, really do. It's a great topic. It's a great way to learn about yourself. It's a great way to learn about someone else, you know, whether it's someone, you know, that you're, that you have a relationship with or a colleague or whatever, you know, and even someone that's like, you can't stand. It's a great way to understand why that's happening. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. yeah. And you think to yourself, oh, I must have done something terrible to them in a past life. Yeah. Or, Which isn't always the case. Sometimes no. they're just here to teach, they volunteer to teach you a lesson. But you do think that to yourself. You're like, oh, wow, what did I do yeah, to I them? must have been a real asshole. Exactly. <laughs> to be treated this way this time around. Must have done something a little shady yeah. or not nice. Yeah. But, you know, we're all, we make mistakes. We do make mistakes. And this is our chance to learn. And to, you know, maybe make pivot and make some changes mm -hmm. so that not, and I don't even look at it as a correction. I look at it as a pivot so we can better ourselves, so we can draw more of that magic and beauty into our lives. Well, it's a chance to revisit 
how we react to things. Yeah. And I and really be better. Be better. And I wholeheartedly believe that when we have those those chances that present themselves to us and we grow and evolve, we just become more magical overall. And that's when all that stuff can continue to flow to us without anything blocking its way. Okay, so now we're at one of my favorite parts of each episode, which is the feet to the fire. And this is where I like to propose and present something to all of you guys tuning in as your homework for the upcoming week, because accountability is very important and it's important in my private practice and it's important in my day-to-day life. And I want to impart some of that onto all of you who are listening. So based on all the magical things that Randy and I have been discussing today about past lives, I want to present the following question to you. Because we are made of duality, of dark and light, when we look at our shadow side, okay, those darker parts of us that we don't always like to, you know, look at and face because it's not that pretty, can you pick something and pull it forward so that we can examine it a little more in this upcoming week? And you're going to know what that is because it's going to be a trigger. It usually floats to the top of our mind right away, okay? I know what it is for me. I don't know, Randy, maybe, you know, you might know what that could be for you. And so what I'd like to ask each of you for the upcoming week as your homework for your feet to the fire is let's look at our shadow side, okay? Let's see what's a potential trigger. Let's bring it forward and let's examine it and let's implement a small, tiny action step or a micro move where we can look at that so we can look back at ourselves and have more healthy integration, right? Because we're not looking to stuff and suppress our shadows. We want to dance with them because we're going to have to, right? We're, we're floating around the planet for as long as we are, okay? We could be here 100 years living in this body. I would like to see us integrate the shadows a little bit more effectively so we could have more balance and more joy and more abundance and more love of not only ourself, but of others around us. Okay. So I think that's a good homework assignment. I think you are equal to the task. I know it sounds a little bit heavy and I'm okay with that. All right. This isn't about fluff. I mean, we talk about stuff that might sound far out to some people, but to our tribe, it's going to be, you know, something that feels right at home. Right. And this, as I've always said from episode one of this series, is I wanted to create a sacred space where people who needed an opportunity to be seen and heard could be just that seen and heard and loved. And it is my mission to shower you with all of that each time we gather. So, you know, if I've done anything right, I hope that I've given you a little bit of that today, right? And I'm so glad. I I love having you as a as a co cohort. Thank you. It's co-host cohort. It's fun for me too. Co-anchor, you know, all that stuff. Thank you for asking me. It's a good day. (laughs) It is a good day. It is a good day. You know, I came from the office, I got to take care of mama bears and some smalls, and then I came directly here. It's a great day. Yeah. And after I leave here, it's it's, you know. 
It's going to be a great evening. So all is right in the world. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for saying yes to, you know, joining me in this and, and sharing your wisdom and asking such great questions. Welcome. And Yay. I'm really happy to be here with you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So I'm happy it's a brand new year. We've got new content that we're going to be rolling out and sharing with all of you. As a reminder, you can find Be the Flame where fire and magic meet wherever you listen to a really great podcast. You know, what would be great and make my heart happy is that, you know, you find us and you like us and you rate us and you leave us, you know, some feedback. You can also post some great questions because we love answering questions and I love hearing from you guys. It, it gives me a chance to share some things that um, might be on, on on my mind, on your mind. I can, you know, give you some tips and feedback and, and, and do what I can, do my part to share this sacred space with all of you. If you want to connect with me further, you can find me on Instagram, Amy Barilla Pediatrics, at my main website, which is amybarilla.com. And yeah, I'm excited. There's lots of great stuff on the horizon. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to say as we close out another great week? No. Just happy to be here sending love and light to everybody out there. And yes, thanks for listening. Yes. Feel free to share the magic with everyone else. Yes. And remember, as, as we close out, your magic is non-negotiable. And what that means is that your fire and your light and your passion and your badassery and your sexiness and your brilliance is never placed upon the table for discussion or negotiation. Amen right? to that. Nobody can drop your magic down unless you allow it. And if there's someone who's trying to drop your magic, you just point to the door. And then you pick up your foot and you shove it up their ass. <laughs> and you say, you gots to go, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, because you're magical. And, you know, we're doing hard things every damn day. And we're going to continue to have hard things come our way. And we will get through them. Right? We will. Because we are warriors and we are goddesses. And that's just what we were made to do. And there's no two ways about it. So I want you all to have a magical week. I want you to continue to stay healthy, wealthy, and wise. And until we hang out again, I'm, I'm closing uh, this sacred activated space. And we are disconnecting from that collective energy and go out into the world and keep being your beautiful, magical self. See you all again soon. Bye-bye. Oh, 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 oh,